What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Peace, blessings, and opportunities. And welcome back to another episode of Hood Health to Good Health. Truly hope everybody's doing well this week. Um, I'm doing pretty well. Happened to come across some stuff that really just, you know, grinds my gears. But you know what? That's the point of this podcast. That's the point of all of this. So that I no longer have to sit and think about the information that people aren't aware of. So today I really wanted to walk you through health insurance and why it is important to understand four key terms when choosing a health insurance plan Um, because we're already in July, heading into um, a new quarter soon and it'll almost be time for open enrollment again and you want to be able to really understand what it is that you are enrolling in, um, especially should you have a variation of health needs. So... There was actually an article um, written by the NASDAQ, which they did a survey and found that 90% of the survey responders were unaware of the four major key terms that you would you would want to know while choosing a health insurance plan. Um, and that's a lot of people, Like, even though, of course, that's not everybody that's taken the survey in the country, but 90% of survey respondents, that's a lot of people who have no idea about four key terms. So, to be honest with you, this is something that I find is beneficial for all parties. I remember speaking with somebody who um, was a young adult and they had no knowledge of health insurance. And yeah, up until with the Affordable Care Act, you can now be on your parents' insurance until you're about 26. But after that, you're on your own. So, it's very, very, very important. And the four terms that I really would like to review with you today are premium, deductible, coinsurance, and out-of-pocket maximum. So when you think about a premium, the premium actually is that dollar amount that you're paying monthly for the insurance plan. So whether you're in the market, whether you um, are employer, uh, have employer insurance, the premium is whatever amount you pay. So let's say you're paying $50 a week, $100 a month, it all variates, um, but That's exactly what your premium is. So the premiums range and they're assessed on one's age, the demographic area, and if you're a smoker or not. It's interesting to me, though, that premiums are still assessed on your demographic area. So what that means is they're looking at where you live to incorporate how much you'd pay, right? Let's be honest. Of course, if you're living in a lower socioeconomic status area, you're going to be tied to a lower health outcome, which means that, okay, you will have the possibility of being sicker. So you know what? We're going to make you pay more. That's exactly how it goes. So with Obamacare, actually, that's when the insurance companies were no longer able to discriminate on the basis of gender. Like I mentioned in my previous podcast, pre-existing conditions, Um, and that, that was big for the Affordable Care Act, you know, to really take away the prejudice in insurance companies. However, like I said, they still assess on the socioeconomic background, but why? Why is that a thing? Hmm. Interesting. So also if you smoke cigarettes, you will most likely have a higher premium too because smoking cigarettes leads to X, Y, and Z, which means that you put yourself at a greater risk of being sicker. You're putting yourself at risk for higher blood pressure, um, 
higher cholesterol. Ultimately, you're putting yourself at risk for heart disease and lung cancer, if we're being honest. But it's great. It's great that we have Obamacare in place for the people with pre uh, pre-existing conditions. And again, like what I don't understand insurance companies, why is it that where people live is inclusive of how much they pay for health insurance? Can you explain that to us? Why? I mean, I understand why from the public health point of view, but the public doesn't understand why. You're literally, you're, you're literally blaming the public for living in an undeserved area, making them prone to more illness because that's where all the socio-other economic ties come in. Whether you're exposed to toxins in the air based on the factories, but we can, we can all go into this. Now, just four in 10 Americans are un- were unaware of what premiums are. And that's a pretty, pretty high number. Um, so now let's talk about deductible because your deductible, a lot of people get that confused. The, aduct- the deductible is the amount that you're expected to pay out of pocket before the insurance company comes in to pay a portion of the healthcare. And I say portion because not everything is covered. So again... The deductible is the amount of money that you have to pay out of pocket before any insurance kicks in. Now, it's very important to understand deductibles when you're shopping for a plan because higher deductible plans come with lower monthly premiums. Remember I said a premium is what you pay monthly. A lower deductible plan comes with a higher monthly premium. Now, I want to give you an example because a lot of times the younger adults... They believe, you know, I'm healthy, I'm young, I'm not sick, I don't need to do this, boop, 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 so I don't need health insurance. So what they do is, they'll allot for the plan that is the lower premium, higher deductible. But we don't take into consideration catastrophic events. I mean, we all have car insurance and we have cars, right? It's unfortunate that we have to pay into a system um, should we not even get into an accident, but that's exactly how health insurance works. So you want to make sure you're paying attention because let's say I'm a young 21-year-old, you know, like I said, I'm pretty healthy. I don't need health insurance coverage like that because I don't go to the doctors. You know, I work out, I take care of myself. So I'm going to pick this plant, right? It's $100 a month. However, my deductible is going to be 1000 So versus someone else who's more aware of healthcare, more knowledgeable and understands that catastrophic events can occur where they would be like more inclined to go with a $500 deductible plan and the $175 a month premium. Because things such as car accidents, sports injuries, gym injuries, it doesn't matter that all relates back to health insurance because regardless if you're playing a sport, you get an injury, you got to go to the hospital. So it's very important to understand that I, un- I know it's a lot to pay for, but would you want to pay for the cheaper version and then have to come out of pocket a thousand dollars should you injure yourself on accident or would you rather have to come out five hundred dollars? I know I'd rather have to come out $500, but now someone like myself, I'm pretty healthy. 
I don't ever go to the doctors. I don't take medicine, um, but I always opt for the higher premium plan and the lower deductible because I know that if I want to go to the doctors or if I need to, should I get into, like I said, any type of accident, any catastrophic event that occurs that is out of my control, I'm going to have to come out of the pocket 500 before my insurance kicks in, like I said. So I don't want to have to think about, damn it, I got into an accident, now I have to be seen, and now I have to come up with $1,000 on top of worrying about my car. Like I don't want to have to worry about that. So it's very important to consider your daily activity, whatever it is that you do. Consider that into the, the thought process in choosing a health insurance plan. Healthier adults, they like to go with the lower plans, which is fine to each their own. But like I said, understand the deductible will always be higher. Coinsurance now, on the other hand, most people think coinsurance is a secondary insurance. It is not. Secondary insurance is literally having a second form of insurance. So a coinsurance is literally what you and the insurance company split. So I don't know if you've ever gone through, like when you get your, when you um, enroll in a plan, you get like a packet about the plan explaining what it is. And as you go through the services, sometimes you'll see like, let's say lab work, 50% coinsurance after deductible is met. So what that means is you have to pay after, first of all, after you meet the deductible, let's say your deductible is $500. Now you met the deductible. But you still have to go in for lab work consistently or periodically, whatever it may be. So now, because your plan that you have only covers 50% coinsurance, every time you go to the doctors for lab work, you are responsible for 50% of that, that lab work. The insurance company will pay 50%. So I bring this up because it's very, very important because there are plans that offer different levels of co-insurance so that is why I stress and I emphasize that you really pay attention to whatever it is that you're selecting everybody has a different level of health we all we all see the healthcare providers for whatever reasons they may be now in the article that I'm referring to with the um the numbers of the survey respondents they use childbirth as an example and a lot of times, I mean, I don't have a child, but a lot of times health insurance plans do not cover 100% of childbirth costs. So now, as I said, you have a deductible. Let's say you meet your deductible by going to do all the things that require that go with childbirth, you know, like the lab work, the doctor's visits. You're, you're meeting your deductible there. However, I, I said before, they pay for a portion of covered services. So now it's time for you to have your baby, right? Healthcare costs in themselves are variable. Let's be honest. They, they go from hospital to hospital, state to state. They are not consistent with healthcare costs. So how much it might cost one person to have a baby at one hospital, it might be completely different for someone else to have another baby at a different hospital. So now you're going to a hospital to have a baby. Your insurance plan says it's respons- you're responsible for 50% co-insurance. So that means... Whatever the hospital bill comes out to be, whether it's 5000 10000 15000 whatever you require during that procedure, during that process, you are 50% responsible. This is why it's important to understand this because like I said, the numbers in healthcare are thrown out as variant as the Powerball. 
Literally, there's not one price fits all. So now you have a, let's say you have a $10,000 bill that you're responsible for 5K. And then you already paid a thousand to meet the deductible. This is why it's very important. Always look through the plans to see who offers the best services that fit your needs. The better co-insurance. Like I've seen plans that offer 80% co-insurance, which is way better than 50. I'd rather come out of pocket 20% than 50% any day. Super, super important. And if you're a Medicare recipient, you're already well aware of co-insurance because Medicare recipients have an 80-20 split. Medicare always covers 80% of covered services. I have to say covered because not everything is covered by insurance companies. And the, and the recipient has to pay 20%. So being mindful of these terms and what they mean can save you money, save your family money, and ultimately save you stress. Now, out-of-pocket maximum. You would think, right? I thought my deductible was the out-of-pocket maximum. Well, it's not. Because they also have this thing with insurance called in-network and out-of-network. So depending on the plan that you have, like I said in, in, the previous, um, in my previous video about the history of the U.S. healthcare system, the health maintenance organization. So if you're in an HMO plan, right, you are required to see this, the providers in your network. And should you step outside of that network, they won't cover it because it's out of network. You'll have to come out of pocket. So paying attention to that is very important also. Seeing who's in network and who's not in network. Because you might have a provider that you really love and they're not in your network. Which means your insurance company will not cover for you to see them. Now, the out-of-pocket maximum is the dollar amount that you're capped at for the calendar year. For covered services in one calendar year. So, but according to the, you know, healthcare.gov, in 2021, the out-of-pocket maximum for an individual is $8,550 and $17,100 for a family. So, this is something you want to keep in mind if you're an individual that's paying for your care, if you're, you have a family that's chronically ill and you're always paying for, for healthcare. Understanding out-of-pocket maximum so you are not paying more than you should per year. Things count towards your out-of-pocket maximum. So your deductibles count, your co-pays count, the co-insurance payments count. The only thing that doesn't count is your monthly premium. So now all those deductibles you're paying, all those co-insurance payments, all of that stuff adds up. So you have to be mindful of, okay, what is my out-of-pocket maximum for the year or for my family for the year so I can make sure that the healthcare system isn't juicing me? Do you get me? Because it's, it's just so important. I've seen it time and time again where people are spending money and money and they're not supposed to be. But of course, who's going to say something, right? Now... An insurance plan will cover 100% of costs of covered benefits once the out-of-pocket maximum is met. So you keep hearing me emphasize covered, covered. Because what happens is insurance companies, they decide what's important, right? They don't look at the whole picture. Hence why people always complain about having to pay for their children's EpiPens 
You know why? Insurance companies don't deem that appropriate. They don't deem that necessary. Why should we cover that? But why should the parent have to come out of pocket for something that their child was born with? Go figure. It's important to understand how this market works. You don't want to be that person that opts for the wrong plan. And it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of people have no knowledge about this. So they'll pick a plan and then they feel like they're stuck in that plan all year. And it's like, oh my God, like I can't even, nothing's covered. I can't do this. I can't do that. But just so you know, you can always, always, always make adjustments during open enrollment period which usually is in November, I believe, and um, or a life-qualifying event. So if you have a baby, if you get married, you can always change your policy then also. But before I take off for this evening, I really wanted to address and really bring up the point about why is it that there's a separation, even in insurance. So... We talk about it, right, in, in, in the health world, like the separation of physical health, dental, and vision. There's a big separation. Why are there three different insurances required? Because not for nothing, you can have something orally wrong, which requires dental, but that oral contributes to something physical now. So we're ha- we have all of these different insurances for one system, Our body is a body, a system of systems, but it requires a a separation. Why? Because money, insurance, of course, right? How is it that people that get like diabetes or, or severely end up with vision problems, but there's a separation in insurance? It makes no sense. But I will tell you one thing. It's unfortunate especially in certain areas um, in the United States. I'll be a specific, Rhode Island to be exact. Medicaid and dental, horrible. So who is it really that puts the barriers up to care? Let's be honest. Is it the doctors? Is it the dentists that don't want to take Medicaid patients? No, it's not. It's the insurance companies that want to pay dentists pennies on the dollar when they're paying providers 25 cents on the dollar. So you, you might wonder, why is there, why are there not a lot of dentists that accept Medicaid? Like, there's a lot of people in this area on Medicaid. Why don't they accept it? Well, why don't you turn around to the insurance company and see how dentists are reimbursed? You see, it's all a system. It's a system that continues to put barriers up to people actually receiving care. So when, when will we see the change? When will we see the change? Because like I said, it's the insurance companies that state what is important. Those covered services, the insurance companies develop what, what covered services are, are, are necessary. The, the, the best services, right? But again, like I mentioned before, it takes for someone to have cancer to get an MRI. And it takes for someone to... <laughs> I've worked with somebody that has long passed and it took for that person to get... A lung cancer screening after, after literally begging the doctor for a referral, knowing this person has been smoking cigarettes since they was a teenager, for the person to find out that they had small, lungs, uh, small cell lung cancer. And then we could turn around and talk about how the doctor lied, but that's another story. 
So you see, I continue to, you know, just go through this and really try to explain it to you in a way that you understand so that you can understand the system that you are in. Because the system that you are in, that you are in, was never set up to help you. Especially my people in the hood. I know way too many people, for example, never seen a dentist. I know way too many people, never got an eye exam. I know way too many people that don't even like going to their primary care. So this separation of health is only creating more barriers within a community, let's be honest. In the community it is. Because you have communities of people that cannot see a dentist. And then, then you want to have community centers for dental, right? But where's the quality in that? Because the community health centers, they're always, always overbooked, understaffed. Let's be honest. Overbooked, understaffed. But what do I know? I just be talking. But I really hope that, again, you continue to spin the block with me as we go from hood health to good health. Peace, blessings, and opportunities, y'all.